Time now for Life on the Pirate Ship. Here's your host, Harry Arnett. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Harry Arnett, Amanda Balionis. Good morning. It's Friday of what has felt like a very, very, one more, very long week. Have you felt that way, Amanda? I just felt like this has been a nine-day work week. I got to be honest. This week was a really fun work week for me. So I hate to, yeah. I I wish I could be in solidarity with you on that one, but this has been a fun week. Why wouldn't you be honest? And second of all, aren't they all fun? Come on. Well, there are some that are longer than others. And this week, though, I I would say has been really productive and and really fun. Great. I can see that you have a you have a glow about you today. Do I? On a yes. And look at I'm festive Friday. I'm wearing my Callaway Japan. My my daughter, my eight year old daughter, who a little chip off the old block. She said, "Oh, Daddy, you look like a botanical garden today." How about that? How I love about that. that? For for those that cannot see Harry right now, he is wearing the brightest of bright floral button downs with, of course, his typical Callaway yes. V neck sweater Standard over top. Issue. We're gonna have to talk about this style later, but no. today is not that day. It's my style, man. Well, it's my personal okay. style. Right. Not everybody can pull off the pink tank top like you got on today. <laughs> That's I true. would like to try though. Okay. Maybe next show. Maybe one day. Well, let me tell you how my week's gone. It okay. started Monday. On a trip to Los Angeles with Jeff Newbarth. Six hours in the car with Jeff. Okay. It's a long time with Jeff Newbarth. Not because I don't like Jeff Newbarth, because no one loves Jeff Newbarth more than I do, which actually isn't saying a whole lot. Wow, but just killing it's a low bar. This morning. He doesn't listen to the show anyway, um, <laughs> which is a low bar. But we went up there to uh, LA to see the folks, the Bill Simmons guys, and all the guys at Ringer. Yep. Jeff Shackelford gave us a little tour of LA Country Club, which was outstanding. Did you get to play? No, we were mm. on Monday. But we saw uh, the new um, South Course, which was cool, awesome. Yeah, I cannot wait. And he gave us a, a tour for about ninety minutes, and then awesome. we we went up and saw Ringer. Drove back six hours in the car with New Bar. A lot of talking. It's a lot of talking with Jeff. And then we had a bunch of customer meetings Tuesday, Wednesday, which were electrifying. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday was meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. And then today, I feel like today we're going to cruise into a Friday. And because it's a special festive Friday, yeah. and because we're feeling excited about all of the content we have, I thought, who better to bring in? Who represents better the pirate ship of Callaway than our very own internet celebrity, hashtag Chad Coleman? Are you, are you thrilled to have this? Can I say one thing first? You're supposed to not talk until <laughs> yeah, after Yeah, you're not break. supposed to be here yet, Chad. Can I say one thing real quick? I just have to get this off my chest. Please never try to pull off the pink tank top look, Harry. Please promise me that you will never do that. I will never do that. And uh, do me a favor. Don't talk until we come back after the break and pretend like you're not sitting there. Is that good? Deal. Okay. All right. So, Amanda, I got a surprise for you. When we come right back after this break... We're going to have Chad Coleman on the show. We are? How does that sound? Yeah. Yes. yeah let me get so I'm going to bring prepared. Chad in. I'm going to bring Chad in. <laughs> and then when we come right back, we'll talk to Chad. How's that sound? Oh, we're a disaster. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to break. All right. We'll be right back with Chad. You're listening to Life on the Pirate Ship. All right. Welcome back to the Pirate Ship Podcast. Harry Arnett, Amanda Balionis, and today sitting in the hot seat. Do we have a name for the chair? We have a name for the, for the hotline. Hashtag yep. Chad. The hotline Amanda called Hotline Bling, which I guess is a Drake song. Do you know this, Chad? Yeah, I do. Am I allowed, to, am I allowed to speak? Yeah, now? you're on the okay, show cool. now. And uh, I do know that song. And Chad yeah. Coleman, who was back from a long week out at Eastlake. How did that go, Chad? 
It was great. Uh, I don't know. I think Eastlake is considered uh, the uh, Bethpage Black of Harry Arnett. Yes. We know that Bethpage <laughs> yeah. is AJ's uh, home Although, course. in fairness to me and to him, I never played there when I was growing up. I, I didn't. There no, no you access didn't, you didn't hop. You didn't hop the fence and, <laughs> no. and play Eastlake? No. Over there, if you hop the fence, bad things happen to you. <laughs> but um, No, that's true, actually. Two years ago when I was there, there was literally a shooting at a house right across the street from the entrance to Eastlake. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a it's, it's a rough area. Yeah. Oh, it used to be. Lake. It used to be. It, that's one of the stories of Eastlake, of course, is yeah. how Tom Cousins and the foundation, Eastlake Foundation, rejuvenated that entire area with um, by uh, restoring the, the golf course, of course. And then across the street is a Charlie Yates course, which is a public access course. And all of those houses that now you're around are really nice. Occasionally, you know, stuff happens like it yeah. does in every neighborhood. Yeah, well, I mean, because you live in a great neighborhood, Chad. Did you not just get your car broken into not too long I ago? I did, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. I love this defense mechanism, by the way. Who, me? Her, yeah. I'm such an Atlanta homer. Can you tell? <laughs> the Falcons are 1-1. One and one. We're going to the Super Bowl. The Bra- Did you know the Braves are 18-12 and 12 in their last 30 games? And wow. we're not going to lose 100 games this year, which is outstanding. The Falcons got worked by Jameis Winston. That's not weeks a good, ago. Chad. That's not a good. That was weeks James ago. James Winston actually is not. He has potential. My mom texted me the other day saying he looked like Cam Newton, and I was like, "Well, Ooh, and my mom and my mom's a huge Cam mm, Newton fan, so I feel sounds like, like something Donald get, Trump would say." <laughs> oh, Dana's gonna listen to this. I know. I'm just yeah. Dana's gonna definitely, tweet you later. Dana's Dana definitely gonna listen to this. Dana knows I love her. But Chad, I wanted to have you on the show, not because you're at Ace Lake, although it really represents to me um, how how far we've come as a group here, because. You were really, I'm going to tell you this now directly, Chad, okay. I'm looking right at you. You were really the person that I think personifies best our pirate ship mentality in the whole creative agency newsroom morning show thing that we decided to do in 2012 with getting the Callaway brand really the biggest, best, most engaged brand in all of the world. And we did that, Amanda, by saying, let's make Chad... Not just some nameless, faceless yep. guy that handles our social accounts, but let's make him somebody that people know. And he's allowed to show his personality and get out there in the world and document what's happening among the world of Callaway. Did you feel this way, Chad? Do you feel Absolutely. that I accurately described your job? That's high praise. Thanks, Harry. And yes, I, I agree. I would agree with that. So at Eastlake, the first time I ever went out on a tour event with Chad, uh, I believe might have been the... Uh, players championship in I, think, I think it was yeah and it was really eye-opening for me as we walked around the tpc which is not an easy walk amanda no. it is not no um it was hot too it was it's, really hot for some reason that week it is always a million degrees with oh a million God. percent humidity and the weeks bookcasing it are always beautiful and perfect i don't i don't know two words would describe our walk around the golf course Swamp ass. <laughs> there you go. Are All we right. allowed to say that on? Here? I just did. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll bleep that out. If, if can I somebody, remind you of my favorite complains. Bob Knight story that has to do with saying something inappropriate on live TV? But maybe oh. not now. Maybe now. Yeah, you can. You can. Uh, well, you can tell us now, or you can tell us later. Okay, oh. my best Bob Knight story ever. Do you guys remember when he was on College Game Day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they were at Duke, I believe, and they were playing. You know, just like this little game seven on seven or something and it was funny and bob knight was like the defensive coach on it and his team loses and they you know and it's the whole thing is like pretty satirical right like coach how did your team lose it was like a two-minute drill and he goes well my my defense played like chicken shit 
And everybody just went silent because they were laughing so hard. And you hear later that the producer said in his ear, Bob, you can't say chicken shit on live TV. And he answers back, you can once. <laughs> and they good. had to go to break with nobody talking because everyone was laughing so hard. Oh, we just said it twice on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So this is an explicit podcast, I guess. We're going to get the E, the e rating now yeah. on this one. But I remember, I remember, <laughs> I remember walking around the TPC, uh, this is, you know, f- almost four years ago. Yeah. And people recognizing hashtag Chad. It was unreal. People say, hey, there's Chad. Hey, Chad. I was like, is that a buddy of yours? And Chad's like, no, I think they just know me from yeah, Twitter. Yeah, the thing is, it's crazy how it's evolved in, into like now, you know, I I really enjoyed Embrace, you know, meeting, meeting people. Like the PGA show is a great example because that's the place where I'll meet the most amount of people in a given week from that I know from Twitter or whatever because – you know, I talk to, and we all do, you know, talk to fans all day, every day. And to finally be able to put a face to the name is just really cool to me to see, um, you know, how different people look in person than their avatars on Twitter, for example, <laughs> uh, is interesting. Uh, no, but it's, it's awesome. And I, I love it. I love, uh, you know, meeting new Callaway fans and just people in golf. And I love that social media and Twitter in particular can, can bring you closer and, and allow those opportunities. I remember when I first started, uh, kind of meeting people and I played I played golf with uh, Alex Flores uh, this was like three years ago probably at Torrey yeah. Pines and he invited me on on Twitter and I'd never met him before um, my wife my wife thought it was so weird that I would she thought I was gonna get like killed she thought I was gonna show up to the golf course and it was gonna be a murderer and he was gonna like kill me and kidnap me and kill me and like she was but like, didn't so, you meet your wife on tinder I did. I did not know. <laughs> oh, I was like, wait, that. how did I never know? Sorry, but I, I do think your how popular you became so quickly speaks to how much golf needed this. When you right. look at NFL, NBA, when you look at all these other sports, there are a million Twitter accounts that are very public facing, and people are fanatical about it. And, right. and golf really just didn't have anything like that. And it even kind of started with the fact that a lot of players were hesitant. To get on it and and i right. think once people realize that this is a resource that we can tap into to reach directly out to people that we want to look at our content no matter wh- what that content is if you speak to those people directly and you're true about who you are i think people are just that's what they want in golf right now yeah and especially in the golf equipment industry you know there was there was none of that before yeah. we started and and there's still you know we're, we're lucky here to have people like Harry and Sean Thank Toulon you. and Roger Cleveland and Doc Hawk who are buying are buying into our strategy of let's make our the people in our company accessible mm-hmm. and let's let's bring out their personalities and let's let them engage with consumers because it's an undertaking. I mean, Doc Hawk's got a lot of other things to be worrying about other than, you know, trying to answer people's questions on Twitter, but he still makes time for it and he still makes time to be accessible and that's what that's what step, you know, that's what makes the Callaway brand stand apart. You think you know? it was hard to get me to buy into that strategy? No, you were the easiest one to get but to buy But you know what's in. interesting is it is a risk, you know, and coming oh, from totally. the, the previous company I was at, <clears throat> it was, there were constantly people watching what you were tweeting, what you were doing to make sure that you were not going, basically to going make rogue. sure that you weren't going to get in trouble. Yeah. And here it's a completely different approach. Here it's like, try it we trust you as a person we trust you as an employee Mm -hmm. we trust that we're all on the same page and go do the things that you think are going to bring people to us right and that to me is the big difference between what callaway does 
and what everybody else does. You guys don't play to keep it safe. You play right. you play to win the game. Don't you, yeah, I mean, don't you mean term. we? Don't I've, you mean we? Mean. I've gotten my hand we. slapped a couple times, but, you know. No, but who? Not, who but, slapped your hand? Well, our legal team keeps a close eye on what we what we put out, but I'd it's nothing. Chad's but it's not the end of the world. It's, it's not, hey, it's Chad. N- exactly. That's hey, the Chad, thing. you did this, and you're suspended for two weeks off of Twitter. Right. There's nothing. It's like, hey, listen, you're a grown-up. I know you probably do not mean yep. to do that. Don't do that again. And if anything, it's a good indicator that you know we're we're trying new things and we're yeah. we're trying to be different and unique and stuff like that's going to happen. You know, that's just that's just going to happen. It's not like it's not like it was something crazy. But I don't even remember what it was, but you know the oh I do yeah no I'm it? just kidding. I, I've had to I've had to clip your wings a couple times. Yeah. Not not any time recently. No, I've been pretty good recently. Either that or you haven't been keeping up with my mentions. <laughs> it could be. I've been a little bit busy. <laughs> I just had a text. I just had to text Harry something yesterday. I was like, hey, I posted this Instagram video. Are we good? And I'm like, <laughs> waiting, waiting with bated breath. And all of a sudden he answers back, yeah, it's fine. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> okay, I was having a minor panic attack there. Glad we're good. <laughs> well, that kind of stuff happens a lot that, that Amanda did yesterday when we because for us here we try to really give the people that are are engaged with consumers the opportunity to not feel like they're confined by some rules and regulations about how to do that and because the personality part to me is the most important thing so i was joking with chad like did you think i had to buy into it no because that was our strategy all along is but every now and then we there are things that happen along the way that are outside of the boundaries of like typical traditional this structures. is how you do it yep. structures right. and so like amanda yesterday was doing something with a golf bag that she was a part of a video and she wasn't sure if the golf bag information was ready yet to be revealed to consumers and i typically am a lot more liberal about that is if it feels natural and it's authentic yeah it'll work we'll, we'll roll with the punches some people within the group are a little more rigid about yeah. those kinds of things. <laughs> right. but it's good that i don't have any many people to listen to or to answer to on those things so but that's why me, i love that you're the one making the decisions on <laughs> things like that because i can just come I, to you. I do think that is what opens us up to be able to do things that feel very real very genuine about products right yep. it's not like it's not like harry's ever coming to hashtag or myself or aj and saying hey we think this is a really cool bag for the u.s open we really want you guys to like you know fall all over it and just tell us how great you think it is like that never happens right. the stuff that we gush over we gush over because we genuinely love it and i think that again is bred from the culture of we trust who you are as a front-facing person in this company and, and be who you are and that just I don't know it, it seems to keep the whole circle flowing in a really genuine way which I think yeah. people appreciate and we're you know we're so close to the consumer too because we know you know we know kind of what they what they like and what they ask for and we know that just because of the way that we've been interacting with them on so many different levels for the past five years so we're getting better, I think, at understanding how how consumers behave on social and how they react to certain things we put out, uh, whether it's products or soft goods or whatever it happens to be. And we can kind of refine our strategies and our look and our, our products based on based on their feedback, which is the ultimate goal. Right. Well, hold on a second. Let me get out my soapbox here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize we use props now on the show. There we go. Um, <laughs> brands don't decide what's cool. Consumers do. Yeah. And. You got to have a 
mechanism where you're as close to the consumer as possible to be listening. That's what this whole thing means to me. And when you were out on tour this week, I thought I just thought about how far we come because that's very routine now to go out in a social in social media and sort of report what's happening right. with your own tour team. Yep. And I've always felt like that's a, that's important, but that's only a little tiny piece of what oh, is, the, is full potential for tour. And when I looked at you out this week on, at Eastlake reporting on the tour, I was thinking, that's really cool. But I know there's so much more that you're doing when you're yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. If you see me at a, at a tour event, you'll see a camera on my shoulder, a GoPro in my left hand, and my phone, one of my phones in my right hand, and trying to do five things at once. It's definitely... Cold beer? Um, and a cold beer? You know, whenever <laughs> we... Yeah, and a cold beer. Uh, <laughs> what, what gets put out on social uh, when I cover a tour event is... You know the the finished product is a lot more difficult to get to than it looks for one one person trying to cover all the stories that are happening in a given week on tour. So Phil was Phil was testing drivers this week. You know Emiliano was testing three woods. Um, you know it's it's like one person and this week in particular Eastlake I like a lot because there's not as many guys and the um, there's no. Um, fans aren't allowed in on Mondays or Tuesdays. So it's, it's quiet and it's, and it's easy to know where guys are easy to get to them. Um, and easy to report on kind of what's going on. So, um, it's, you know, kind of like running around with a, like a chicken with my head cut off, trying to make sure that I'm capturing the most I can with all of our guys and telling all the stories and figuring out what's going on equipment wise, who's changing and what and why. So I can share that with, with everyone. And there's, there's so many stories that, I keep, I always tell our tour team, like, you guys don't realize how cool your everyday jobs are. Like, they're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm making the, making this wedge for Phil. He asked me to take some bounce off of this, but whatever. I'm like, dude, that is so cool. And they don't think, they don't think it is. They, they just think it's their job. And so it's, it's a lot of me having to convince them and show them how cool it is whenever I can uncover stories like that so that in the future, if they're doing something like that, they'll recognize that as something Oh, Hey, maybe I should text Chad and be like, Hey, you want to come in the tour truck? Like Matt Hainline, when we got Patrick Reed's um, USA Ryder Cup putter on Wednesday morning shipped into the truck was like, Hey, you're going to want to come check this out. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's getting those guys kind of on board with, and they, and they totally are now with, um, you know, letting me do Facebook live in the tour truck, which is huge success. Um, so they're fully bought in on on what I'm doing and what we're trying to doing from a social and digital marketing perspective. And because they're a crucial component to that, to the success of that, we need them to be bought in on on our on our strategy and our concept for for this relationship to work. And, and they are, which is which is really cool. We have an awesome group of guys out there. I like how you and AJ do this when you guys are out there. And number one, we only really have two people doing this kind of stuff, yep. the daily engagement, although I guess a lot of us do that, but that right. are really dedicated to it. And, um, well, three now, because we'll, Tony T Tony on T, Odyssey, yep. which we'll talk about in a second. But um, you guys, people think, you guys make it look very easy. And I always, when we talk to people from, you know, the golf communities or run around, they're like, oh, you know, hashtag and AJ, they have, they have the greatest jobs because they get to go out and they just get to see what's yep. going on and, and, I always want to say, do you like. know how prepared those guys are? Do you know what it takes for these guys to always appear like they're in the right place right. at the right time? There's a ton of preparation that goes into that. There's oh, a lot man. of work behind the scenes 
that goes into something like well monday we had the the event at east lake with the wounded veterans yep wednesday wednesday oh wednesday right sorry wednesday and people thought oh that's cool the hashtag was just there and he did this and yeah what great right place at the right time there's a ton of a ton of work that went in ahead of time there was yeah and i mean it was it was so so busy that i even our our friends uh fried eggs golf randy and quentin were there and I wanted so bad to see them and say, hey, but I literally did not have like an extra minute to waste that morning before I had to cover the, the birdies for the Brave event and then go to catch my flight. I believe it like one thirty, And I literally did not have like a minute to waste because, yeah, I mean, we had I was I was taking um, video of the entire event from start to finish to uh, put out a video edit. And in addition to doing that, I was also trying to take photos to share on like Instagram and for social and other kind of digital properties. So trying to do, trying to capture one experience in about five different ways is definitely not easy. It's, and it's, it's very, very, very stressful because you have to be doing, you know, a lot of things at once and juggling, juggling a lot. Of different was Randy a once. celebrity out there this time around? I'm sure he was. Golf? I'm sure people are recognizing. I love how far it's come when yeah. we had those guys at the PGA show this year, invited them down. We've had them on this show, actually, on the Pirate Pop. Yeah. And then I saw another brand had invited them to go to the East Lake. I thought that was genius of them to do yeah. that. So it's good. It's good to see Randy out and about, and I love. Well, I can't. I can't wait to see what comes next from Friday. I, I think we should love talk more about though the Wounded Warriors event because oh, it I is, can talk all day about that. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we don't have all day, but I do think for those that maybe don't know what this initiative is, I think it's important for people to understand what happens and how the game of golf is helping. Um, really, our heroes that have that have come back and are are dealing with. PTSD are dealing with physical, um, you know, struggles and battles, and and how Callaway's a part of it. It's genuinely one of the coolest things that I ever get to do at this company is when we get to cover the Birdies for the Brave uh, fittings and and do things for wounded veterans with whether it's Bunkers in Baghdad or Birdies for the Brave or all the uh, organizations that we're involved with. Just because to be able to see these guys in person and understand what they went through, and then for us to be able to provide joy to their life by giving back in some way through the game of golf because these guys golf means so much to them and it's a it's a coping mechanism for them um and it's it it has such a strong strong impact on their lives that it's it's so cool to know that we as callaway can have that kind of a positive impact on these brave heroes who who sacrifice so much for us so these events are always so cool when you get to see these you know we have so for people who don't know how it works, for Birdies for the Brave, throughout the year we'll have probably I think at 15 different tour stops throughout the year we do this. So we have two people come in who are local um, or from around that area, uh, wounded combat injured veterans. This week it was Joshua and Dave. And um, uh, they, were, they come, they get a tour through the Callaway tour truck. So um, Kevin gave, this week Kevin gave them a tour, showed them how he builds clubs and they actually happened to be building a driver for Phil at the time that they came in. So that was cool to show in there. And he literally gives them an entire tour through the truck. And then they go out to the range and literally get fit by local Callaway club fitters on the range right next to tour pros. I mean, like literally like the space behind them is, was like Paul Casey and it's just, it's, it's really cool to, um, you know, and it's cool to see the tour pros kind of notice them and come over and say hi. And like everybody just appreciates so much what they've done. And and everybody's so glad that we're we're able to to give back in some small way. The, the military support on the PGA tour from start to finish is incredible. Yep. But for those who may not 
really get how well, how does golf and this kind of combine what a lot of times what happens are these veterans come home and you know if they've had to have a leg amputated an arm amputated um you know whatever it is severe ptsd and they come home and don't think that they can live a normal life in a lot of ways like they used right. to be able to and uh, programs like birdies for the brave you know wounded warriors canines for warriors they kind of step in and say we can show you things that you absolutely can still do. And one of those things is play the game of golf. And I think a lot of guys don't, first of all, maybe didn't play golf before, you know, they, they joined the military, but even if they did, they come home and say, well, how could I possibly learn to swing a club? If I, you know, if I, if I lost my right arm and these fitters are able to show them how they can do these things. And then Callaway comes in and fits them specifically with clubs. It's going to make it possible for them to go out and play 18 holes with their buddies. And I think anytime you can bring a sense of normalcy into their lives when they feel like everything has fallen apart is it's an incredible, incredible experience. And it's an incredible thing to be a part of in any capacity. And the fact that Callaway does it 15 times a year is just, I mean, it, it truly changes lives and not just those veterans lives but the families around those veterans as well and that's you know the simpson cup was something else going on this past week kind of does the same thing right i mean it's a rider cup type style event but it's all military veterans and it's team uh great britain versus team usa and it's all military veterans playing against each other but oak hill yes site of the 95 rider cup right and it it's just it's an incredible event so much goes into it Um, sweet revenge for the united states at oak hill team usa comes out on top but you know the big point of that is you're watching a big group of guys who have gone through a lot all support each other and they come together through the game of golf so it's uh you know we talk about the pga tour the lpga tour a lot but this game is bringing way more important things to you know our, our military heroes. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to Josh, Josh, one of the um, wound, wounded warriors for Birdies for the Brave fitting, and he suffers from um, PTSD, and he he says he plays golf every day, and he said that golf is the one thing that can bring him, like you said, Amanda, some normalcy and make him feel, um, make him like kind of it's the one thing that like kind of temporarily cures his PTSD and uh that was just like such a special thing to to hear how this game of golf that we you know we all we all know and love and you know we obviously work in the golf industry so it's our it's our lives sometimes you forget it's more than just a job it's more than just a game it's it really has impact on on people's lives in in really special ways we got to get Josh together with Scarface those are the only two guys i know that play golf That's true, every day. yeah <laughs> This, and oh, speaking of which, we have Scarface next week yep. on Callaway Live and the Scarface Golf, Golf Lives. Lives documentary, which, which is you were a part of that. That's dope AF. <laughs> oh my God. As the kids would say. Oh, I only have ever heard the term dope used since I moved to California. Well, from AJ. It's a thing. Primarily. AJ's, AJ's new one is ill. Ill. Ill That's and New that York. Is, Ill's very New York. It is ill. Yeah, Beastie Boys. Circa. Yeah. I know they're Boston, but circa 1986. <laughs> ill. Sorry, AJ, but that was like right around the time you were born. And and your empire's growing, hashtag. Our social empire's growing. I want to mention that we would talk about this. We have a dedicated now hashtag Tony. We're not yes. going to call him hashtag Tony, but ha- I'll call him hashtag Tony. Tony Toulon. Well, Tony Toulon just rolls, rolls off the tongue it really does. well. Tony T. Tony T is going to be doing a lot of the same stuff that we've been doing on Callaway, but specific to our new putter mm-hmm. endeavor yep. with 
Odyssey and um, Toulon Design, as well as new partnerships we have yeah, coming on the, the horizon. Works. You like that teaser? I like that teaser. You like that yeah, teaser? Yeah, Tony, I'm excited to have Tony on board. He's um, he's going to be handling kind of all of our kind of putter uh, putter category um, biz, uh, business on social and digital stuff. And he's he's already got some great ideas that we're working on. Uh, he's very, you know, he's very hungry to, to learn more and to do cool things. And, you know, we get so stretched out with having basically, you know, one person. I'm like the only person in the company for the past since I've worked here that handles every social media account. So um, it's it's the as as these new new accounts and new channels open like Instagram stories and Snapchat and more and more gets added to my plate. Um, it's it was uh, getting to a little bit of a of a breaking point for one person to handle. So it's awesome to have him on board um, to kind of really own the Odyssey brand and and do cool things with it. Because um, hey, know, I Odyssey. have admin privileges on Facebook, so I can always po- post in there. Or yeah, you chime could, in with yeah. a comment or two. You, which, you have which before. I know I do. You have before. <laughs> yeah, you can always find me on there on some of the comments from Callaway. You yeah, can, you can tell my tone is a little <laughs> different from hashtag chat's tone. But and then, and as always, as we wrap the show up here, um, you're the only guy I say this at the company normally. But I hope you have to work this weekend. I know. If hashtag Chad's working hard this weekend. That means that there's something going on, on tour that's. I can never be mad about working on the weekends. My wife can be mad about it, but I will never be mad. Yeah. About I mean, it. Kevin Kisner though, three <laughs> under heading yep. into day two. So fingers crossed that he's going to do some big things. Wednesday's guests. Guests on the show always are springboards to greatness. Yeah, we won't take all of the credit if Kisner takes the takes the win this Sunday, but we'll take like ninety percent. That's fair, right? Yeah, ninety percent is fine. Yeah. Hashtag thank you for being on the show. Thank you guys for having me. Hope you have a a work filled weekend. Yep. Amanda, hope you have a work filled weekend as well. I am and working we this weekend. will not see you next week because you're heading on to the Ryder Cup. I will be. We will nice. be in Minnesota first, though, um, at the PGA Tour Superstore on Sunday for an Executive Women's Day. Nice. If any awesome. of you listeners out there are interested, live in Minnesota, going to be there for the Ryder Cup. And uh, yeah, I'll be at the Ryder Cup all week long, and I am so pumped. I think we're going to check in with you on the show next week. On Absolutely. The show to see what's going on. And we hope you guys have a great weekend. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week on PirePod. Have Woo a pig. great weekend. Woo pig. Thanks for listening to Life on the Pirate Ship. For more great content like this, visit CallawayGolf.com.